Okay, we're in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 3 through 6. And by this we do know that we know him, if we keep his commandments. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whosoever keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. By this know we that we are in him. He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also so to walk even as he walked. Shall we pray? Our loving Father, we do pray and ask for your blessing upon your word as we read it and as we meditate upon it and as we talk about these things along the way, realizing that the Lord would have us to know him and to abide with him and to be obedient to him in all things in the word of God. And so we give thanks and praise to you, our Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, I've simply entitled the message today, Living Genuine, Living Genuine. And um, I think it uh, is one of those areas of our lives that sometimes we question whether or not we're living genuine as we should. Um, And um, so this passage looks at what it means to live a genuine Christian life in the sense of proofs that uh, show that we are truly genuine in our Christian faith. Uh, So we want to look at this, and even though some of it seems to be quite elemental, that is, the principles are very clearly set forth, uh, we find that sometimes people kind of mess up on these principles and don't live them out really the way that they should live them out. And uh, so each of us are challenged in our Christian lives to live out these principles of being known as genuine Christians. Uh, These are the three areas we're going to be looking at. First of all, the genuine believer loves God by demonstrating that he keeps the commandments of our Savior. Keeps the commandments of our Savior. And so when you think about that, uh, we can underscore the idea of keeping commandments. But yet at the same time, we know that the scripture says we're not saved by commandment keeping. We're saved by grace and through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And so we we have to look at what that means. What does he mean that um, we should uh, demonstrate the keeping of the commandments of the Lord? and how that uh, should show a certain genuineness in our Christian life. Secondly, the genuine believer verifies that the love of God is in him because he keeps the word of God. So here we have the sense that uh, the the idea of uh, being a genuine Christian is that we keep the word of God. Now, how does that differ from the idea of demonstrating the commandments of God in our life, you see? Well, um, we can think about that as we read the Word of God. Now, we know that Jesus is, in fact, the divine Logos. He is the Word of God. And so it has much more to do with the spirit of the the Word of God than it does the letter of it. Um, Because uh, many people may read the Bible and may say, oh, I know what the Bible is saying, I know the word of God. But yet at the same time, it may be only a sense of head knowledge and not a true heart knowledge. And so keeping the word of God is also a part of our, our demonstrating a sense of genuineness as being Christians. And then thirdly, the genuine believer that abides in Christ ought to walk as Jesus walked. Ought to walk as Jesus walked. 
And so you can see the kind of the principles of the progression here. The idea of keeping the commandments of the Lord, the sense of uh, keeping the word of God in our hearts at the same time, and then walking as Jesus walked. And so uh, there is some progression of thought here uh, from, you might say, the doctrine or the teaching to the actual working out of the principles that uh, we are talking about. And the key word in the third uh, case is to abide in Christ, to abide in Christ. Uh, so we'll, we'll look at these, these three areas. Uh, the key phrases John used to identify a genuine believer and the imposter is revealed in these passages. So we have the genuine believer who is being identified by these principles, and then we have the imposter, the one who is not genuine, the, the one who is you might say, living out a life of make-believe, spiritual make-believe. They perhaps genuinely think they are living the Christian life, but in effect, um, they are not demonstrating it. And so uh, those things uh, we need to to look at here uh, in this, especially in this last principle that we give here. As we look at the passage here, um, in verse 3, it says, And this, and by this, we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. Now, sometimes the King James may speak, speak about it a little bit differently, saying, hereby or by this means. That is... Um, we find that he's going to be introducing some various means. Uh, hereby, or by this means, we're going to identify something. Uh, and so, by this, we do know that we know him. And so the genuine believer loves God by demonstrating that he keeps the commandments of our Savior. And so as we read verse 3 again, we see that being uh, clearly uh, underlined here. And by this we do know that we know him. And how do we know that we know him? If we keep his commandments. You see, here is the, the principle of the spirit of the letter of the word of God. The spirit of the law, if you will. Uh, keeping the law in the Old Testament was required, of course, uh, but we know they failed de- terribly in keeping the law in the Old Testament. And uh, anyone who lives after the law uh, finds that they will fail it every single time. They may begin with good intentions, but um, it is impossible to keep the law uh, because of the the old nature which is in man, the nature to sin, uh, and man's uh, inability to live after the Spirit of God when he is only simply trying to keep rules and regulations. And so this idea of keeping the commandments of Jesus uh, must be looked at a little more closely and Um, we're going to be looking at some verses that Jesus actually gave to his disciples about what it meant to keep commandments that he gave and uh, how that that was important. He said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And so it is based upon or conditioned upon love. Um, And, uh, you know, there's a lot being spoken about love today and everybody is just loving everybody. Uh, and they define it any way they want to, and set it forth in some manner or other, and try to say, well, they can do whatever they want to do because they are simply loving somebody. Um, but of course, their idea of love is, is uh, fragmented, it is flawed, and it's not really based upon the Word of God. 
It's based upon their feelings and emotions and their, their desires for things uh, and for pleasure, but it's not based upon uh, the divine principle of what it means to love God. Uh, but see, we're talking about the genuine believer here as the genuine believer, is to love God. And if we love God, then we keep his commandments. In verse 4, he says, He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Now, um, you'll see this phrase, he that saith, will be repeated, uh, it will be stated in verse 4, it will be repeated in verse 6, and then it will be repeated again um, a little bit later on here. Let's see. I think maybe around verse 10. Yeah, he that, uh, verse 9, he that saith, he is in the light. So we find that that phrase is repeated three times. So there's, there are principles that are set forth about the believer that are stated. They begin with the idea of loving God and keeping his commandments. And uh, then there is a second uh, principle which we have identified here as keeping the word of God. And there is a third principle which we have identified as walking as Jesus walked. Now those things are genuine to the believer. They're, they're genuine to demonstrating who we are. But then uh, there are those that say they are something. He that saith, he that saith, and he that saith. Three times that phrase is used. And every time that John uses that, it is to point out that somebody is saying something, but they're not living something. And, of course, that's where the difficulty comes in, isn't it? Is saying something and then not living it. We typically refer to that as being hypocritical. Uh, and uh, we may ask ourselves, well, um, I don't know as I always live up to what I am saying. And that may be true uh, for anyone. Uh, but we are not just talking about an occasional lapse when it comes to the person who is not living up to the principle. We're talking that about someone who only says it, but he never, the person never actually is known for it. Okay, so that's, a, that's the difference in this particular case. In John fourteen fifteen, it says, in the words of Jesus, if ye love me, keep my commandments. And Jesus uh, said that to his disciples um, in chapter 14. And also in chapter 14, in verse 21, he says, And again he saith, He that hath my commandments, and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. That loveth me. So we find that there were two verses right there, one in chapter 14, one in chapter 15. One mentions that if we, if we love God, we're going to keep the commandments. And in the second case, um, we are to keep the commandments. He says, if you are, in a, in a sense, if we, are, if we are saying that we are commandment keeping, and we are not keeping them, or if we say that we are commandment keeping, then we should be proving through our living that we love the Lord. Uh, and so both of those principles were important to the disciples. As we know that um, there were 12 disciples. And still at this time in John chapter 14 and 15, Jesus hadn't been crucified. That he was speaking about these principles to his disciples. And uh, he was setting forth these principles that they might be able to live. Uh, out those principles in their lives. In John 15.10, If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love. So here he adds another element. He says to keep the commandments is to abide 
in his love. Now the word abide here simply means to remain, to be consistent uh, in something, to abide, to remain, or be consistent in something. And so when we talk about being consistent in something, it's, a, it's, a, it's an endeavor that we set out to do, um, and uh, these are principles that we guide our life by, and we desire to fulfill them. We desire to fulfill them. And so, as Jesus spoke this, in this way to his own disciples, he says, don't forget to continue in these things. If, if you would abide in me, if you would truly follow me as being a disciple, then you must continue to be consistent in the commandments that I have given to you. And so um, he makes a very clear statement here. And so we may say to love the Savior is more than knowing the commandment. Um, perhaps you can you say, well, I know all of the Ten Commandments. And, uh, you know, we, even though we don't go there in, in Exodus and read them every single day, um, probably most of us could come up with all ten of them. You know, maybe we wouldn't quote them verbally exactly, but we, we know them. We know them. Um, but does knowing the commandment make you a genuine believer? You see, that's the point, isn't it? That's the point. To love the Savior is more than knowing the commandment of God. There are many people who know the commandments of God. And I'm not just talking about the Ten Commandments. Uh, we know that in, also in Deuteronomy, it says to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength, um, and to love thy neighbor as thyself. Even in the Old Testament, that principle was set forth. And yet we find that many failed concerning the commandment uh, in the Old Testament. Uh, the, the, the very basic of the commandment, the Decalogue, the very basic principle by which they were to function in their homes and teach their children, they failed in that. And uh, so we remember that uh, as these are proofs of being genuine as believers, then we have to, we have to really kind of uh, search our own hearts about how we are living out those principles. And that's where the scriptures become important to us. Because we don't study the scriptures just to say, oh, I've, I've studied uh, Genesis and Exodus and Viticus and Numbers and Deuteronomy, or I've gone through all of the prison epistles, or I've studied, you know, many times people have studied many books in the Bible, and still they don't, you might say, well, they don't have a clue yet about really how they are to follow the Lord and some of the very basic things uh, that they should demonstrate. Uh, they may get angry at their neighbors and want to fight with them. <laughs> they, may, they may know the commandment, but they're not keeping the commandment. <clears throat> they may want to do good unto their neighbor, but fail to do it. Um, I don't know, since, um, I guess since I've been, you know, kind of laid up for a while, I've, I've seen a lot of people do some nice things, and uh, I, I appreciate, you know, what, what the Christians have done. It's been very much a blessing to me. But I'll, I'll cite one incident which I really don't know the people at all, but I think it would be interesting to you to hear it because um, every, perhaps everybody here knows where I live uh, on Speck Pond Road and uh, if you've ever been in that area it's not too far from Porter Village uh, Porter, the township of Porter right in the township of Porter and so um, down in back of my house there's, a, there's a, another house of course uh, a road off to the side of my property it goes down there. It's more or less a dead-end road. Um, but, you know, my wife and I, of course, had, had lived there all our lives. And, and um, it used to belong to the Weeks family. Then they changed hands and went to the Dr. Corns family. And then it sold again. And then 
finally it sold it another time. Um, and uh, there's a family down down there that lives in that house, and um, I believe they come from perhaps Maryland. I'm not sure exactly. I think they said they come from Maryland. And um, well, they they they've shown a kind of friendship which has been caring about your neighbor. They, and uh, they'll they'll stop in sometimes and just leave something off and say, "Oh, we were thinking about you and thought you might like this," and and we sorry for your loss. And they've done that a couple of times, you know. And um, even though I don't know whether they are believers or not, I've really never talked to them on that level. What they are doing is really a very thoughtful thing to do, isn't it? Very thoughtful to do that. Because they really don't know me either. I mean, other than uh, we had a little... When they first moved in, my wife and I was out walking and and we were walking down to the pond in front of their house, and we often do walk down that side road. And uh, we met uh, his wife, and and then we met the husband, and and it was just a very casual, informal meeting. We didn't do anything more than exchange names, and and since then, you know, they've shown acts of kindness and and being very friendly, as in a neighborly way, very friendly in a loving way, very friendly. Well, and so, but I, again, I don't know that they're believers or not believers, but I can't help but thinking, well, they're acting like believers would act. They're acting like some, some believer, a Christian. And maybe that will come up, you know, at another meeting sometime, but usually we don't have more than a probably 30 seconds meeting or, or maybe a full minute if, you know it's, it's, a short, it's a short interlude that, we, that whenever we meet um, but commandment keeping does not make one a Christian but living out the principles of the Christian life reveals more which says something. It demonstrates something. Something that Jesus told his disciples. He says, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you want to show the love of God, then keep the things that I have taught you. Keep those things. And um, that's interesting and, and important. Well, as we come to verse 4, here is the the phrase, he that saith. He that saith. What, is he, what does he say? What does this person say? I know him, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments. He that saith, I know him. Well, in other words, there's something that says that we know the Lord. I know this person evidently, with the way John is bringing it out, it's as though the person is making a statement about what they know. I know the Lord. I know the Lord. But, what, but as you read on, and he and keeps not his commandments, and keeps not his commandments, he is a liar. And the truth is not in him. In, in him. The truth is not in him. And so we have a sense of one, demonstrating what the love of God through commandment keeping is. And then in this particular case, the person is saying something, but he does not keep the commandments. And because he does not keep the commandments, he is known to be a liar, and the truth isn't in him. Well, what truth isn't in him? That he knows Jesus. That's the truth that isn't in him. Because he says, I know him. And he, and he saith, I know him. Who's he, who are we supposed to know as being Christians? We're supposed to know Jesus, you see. In other words, there's a negative element to this whole principle, isn't there? If we, if we say that we know the Lord and do not keep his commandments, do not keep those commandments which God gave to his disciples, 
Jesus gave to his own disciples. If you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, love one another. If you love me, you are loved of my Father. You know, those things we know to be true because Jesus taught them to his disciples, you see. And so, I guess, what is the bottom line on this? We have to be careful that if we say something, that we are living something to back it up. We're living it out. And that's, in, that's important, isn't it? To, to live out the things that we say we know. Excuse me, uh, verse 5. But whosoever keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. By this know we that we are in him. So this brings us to the second uh, one here. The genuine believer verifies that the love of God is in him because he keeps the word of God. He keeps the word of God. And so we have this uh, principle that the commandments of the Lord uh, that Jesus gave to his disciples were, uh, were that he, he expected his disciples to follow them. He expected that. And then we have this sense that uh, if we truly are keeping the commandments of God, we are to keep the word of God. It is to keep the word of God. And it verifies that we are Christians. It verifies it. Um, and so by keeping the word of God, the love of God, of the genuine believer, is perfected. It is perfected. Verse 5, But whosoever keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God Perfected. By this know we that we are in him. So, keeping the word of God. We, we, we are to keep the commandments of Jesus, because Jesus taught them to his disciples. We are to keep the word of God, because it verifies that we are truly genuine as believers, and it is a means of perfecting us. And, of course, the idea of perfection here is not sinless perfection, it means that we are demonstrating truly that we are believers. We're demonstrating truly that we are believers. The scripture doesn't teach sinless perfection. We are far too fallen in sin to do that. Jesus wouldn't have had to come to save us if we were sinless. No, you see. Uh, but to, to verify that we are perfected Perfected by this, know we that we are in Him. You know, here here is the a kind of the practical element here. Don't you, you? We sometimes wonder about how well we are doing. I'm sure everybody has thought of that occasionally. You just kind of wonder how well you were doing as a Christian, um, and. Uh, we, we say, well, where is, my, where is my measuring stick? How can I really tell whether or not I am genuinely setting forth the principles of Christ? And it seems that this is a part of it, you see. These things form a sense of, of where we are. Whether or not we, we love the Lord and are seeking to keep the teachings of the Lord. Whether or not we keep the word of God as something that is important to us and, li and should be lived out in our lives. And the keeping of that verifies that we are who we say we are. You see? Well, it's, it's in, if, you, if, if somebody else is having trouble figuring out whether you're a Christian or not, Perhaps you're having trouble figuring out whether you are a Christian or not. <laughs> you see, other people should know, right, that you are a believer. Uh, they may get confused about the whole issue and probably get it all wrong, you know, most of the time. But the one thing that we 
as Christians need to be sure of is our own true faith in Jesus. Because if we don't know that, then we don't have a true sense of our eternal security, do we? No, you see. And, and that's why it's important to understand these principles that I'm, I'm truly living, I'm truly living the, the teachings or commandments of the Lord in obedient faith. I'm seeking to do that. I not only believe the word of God, I keep the word of God because the word of God verifies that I am who I say that I am, that I, I, I am a Christian. You know, maybe, maybe every once in a while, somebody that you know who isn't a churchgoer, and probably you might, you might say, well, they don't, I don't think they're believers either. But they will perhaps come to you and say, well, did you go to church this week? Perhaps they'll come to you and say, well, have you, how are you, you reading your Bible? You know, in other words, they're checking up on you a little bit to see if, if you are doing something with that faith that you say that you have. And the world loves to do that. And sometimes they do it out of curiosity. I, I know my, my brother, uh, who doesn't profess to be a Christian and, and isn't saved that I know of, but, you know, while I've been recovering from everything, every once in a while he'll say, are you going to go to church this week? Yeah, he will. He will keep. He will say that to me, uh, and you know. So I have to tell him. Well, yes or no, or or maybe I will next week. You know, because um, I, as you as you know, I haven't really started back all that soon. But you see, unsaved people do expect something. They do want us to show something. In other words, they want us to, just as Jesus said, keeping the word of God verifies or perfects who we are, they want to verify it as well. In their own way, they want to verify it. And so it's important for us to remember that. Because, well, there's nobody that knows you any better than you do. You know, I mean, besides the Lord. I mean, the Lord knows this all very well, but you know what I'm saying. Maybe your husband knows you as well as you do, but even then, you know, you can keep things to yourself. But, um, yes, we, we do verify our, who we are as believers through the word of God. But whosoever keepeth his word, verse 5, in him... In him, verily, is the love of God perfected. By this know we that we are in him. By this know we that we are in him. As we live out the word of God, we then know that we are in him. We know it. And, uh, you know, to do a little check on this... uh, Stop reading your Bible for a week. Stop praying for a week. And all of a sudden, you'll be saying to yourself, I've got to read my Bible. I've I've got to stop praying more. Why? Because those things, as you keep the Word of God, you verify and and you, you perfect the love of God in your hearts. It becomes, it's important to you to do those things. Now we, you know, we all perhaps skip once in a while or forget. But at the same time, these things are important. And when we don't do them, we immediately recognize it. Uh, Again in verse 6, He that saith he abideth in him. Again, the same phrase, he that saith. He that saith. It's, it's mentioned again. So here, it, here it, again, John is, is kind of bringing into question somebody who says something. And so here, 
we have the sense in verse 3, the genuine believer that abides in Christ. Uh, so, um, he that saith he abideth in him, ought himself also so to walk even as he walked. And so sometimes a person says, I know him, I know the Lord, I know, but we find that they're, they're not really proving it out. And in this case, somebody says that I abide in him, and remember to abide is to remain and be consistent. He that saith he abideth in him, what should that person be doing? He ought himself also to walk even as Jesus walked. So that's the third one you see. The genuine believer that abides in Christ ought to walk as Jesus walked. Ought to walk as Jesus walked. And so the genuine believer is one who walks in the footsteps of Christ. Now, of course, we've, we know that that phrase has often been used in various kinds of spiritual books and so forth to walk in the steps of Jesus uh, and so forth. And so to walk with Jesus or to walk as Jesus walked uh, becomes a proof of the genuine believer. Now, see, this kind of gets into the nuance of saying... There is an action involved. There is an action involved. In, in the sense of commandment keeping, that's kind of a, um, a, almost, almost a religious thing, isn't it? Keeping the commandments. Almost, it's almost a religious thing. In, in the sense of saying, um, oh, I know the commandments. I know them. I love God. I know the commandments. In the, in the second case, in keeping the word of God, it's a little more involved on our personal spiritual level. You know, we have to put effort into living something that says, I know the word of God. But then this third one carries it a bit further. We're supposed to be walking with Jesus and walking like Jesus. In other words, there's an action. There's a the principle, the religious principle was set forth in the sense of commandment. The religious principle was set forth. And we, we might even say the religious principle was set forth in, in knowing the word of God, because I, I read it a lot, or, or I believe it, or I'm, I'm, I'm teaching it, or I'm, I'm going to Bible studies. But in the third sense, we've got to do something. We've got to walk. We've got to... You know the phrase, to walk the talk of being a believer. Well, um, now this one is more practical in the, in the sense that we've got to do something. We, we have to do something. Now, there were 12 disciples. Uh, one of them was missing all three. And we know who that is. But yet, that person was with Jesus constantly. Even so close to Jesus that he was one of the official officers of the group, you might say. He was the treasurer. <laughs> you know, and kept the records. And, and so you might say, well, he's a key, a key person in, in the disciples of Christ. A key person. But yet, we find that he is he's not a believer he's not a genuine believer he doesn't he didn't keep the commandments he he didn't keep the words that Jesus was saying remember Jesus is the divine logos in front of them and he didn't walk as Jesus walked he didn't do any of those things which causes us to you know be kind of taken back just a little bit. Here is somebody that actually walked with the Son of God. Here is God. He's on earth. He's the incarnate Christ. And all of these disciples were with him. And there is one. There is one. Not that the other ones didn't have some trouble keeping up with everything and doing everything just right. We know they did. 
But this one, this one, uh, he didn't have a clue. He was completely off the rail with where a disciple should be. And so we see how important this last one is. In other words, we can't be content with just commandment keeping. We can't be content with just knowing, saying we know, and know the word of God. We must do something. We have to do something. It's important to do something. And that doing is important. James, you know, underscored this. He said, show me your faith by your works. You know, James underscored that. He says, he says uh, don't just tell me something. Do something. You know, he was, he was insistent upon doing something. And that's where we are as Christians, too. We, and if we're going to prove our genuineness, we've got to do something. And uh, so this becomes an important uh, element of our uh, being, showing our genuineness. The genuine believer that abides in Christ ought to walk as Jesus walked. The word abide, as I said, simply means to remain and implies a steady, consistent way of life. And not inactive, but active. Following in the footsteps teachings and life of Christ. Following in the footsteps, teachings and life of Christ. And so John seemed to say that to walk as Jesus walked was not just occasional, but a life of walking. A life of walking with Jesus that shows the genuineness of the love of God and the brethren. Now see, it, it begins to come together here to show the genuineness of the love of God in your own life. You've got to do something too. It's not just knowing something. You can't, we can't just say, I know something. We, it's okay to say you know something as long as you're doing something, <laughs> which backs it up. And, and uh, everybody has this um, the sense of uh, verification that we need. Uh, we need that kind of verification. <clears throat> In John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35, it says, A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another. Okay, so here it is. We have a commandment. He says a new commandment, but actually it's an old commandment. Remember Deuteronomy to love the Lord with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love thy neighbor as thyself? Well, there it is in the Old Testament. But then Jesus gives them a new commandment. And what is this new commandment? Well, because he was there among them. And because he was teaching them directly what it meant to do those things. And it wasn't merely keeping the letter of the law. It was keeping the true spirit of it. And so he said, you need, to, you need to realize that this is a new sense of commandment keeping. A new sense of it. You're keeping the spirit of the commandment, not just the letter of it. Not just the letter of it. He says, as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. So, there it is. That's, that's the action and the working of it out. I know what the teachings of Jesus was. I know that it was, it's a commandment that he gave to us, but it's more than a commandment of law. It's a commandment after the Spirit of God. And he says, this is how people are going to know that you are genuine. Because you love one another. And because you do things for one another. For your neighbors, for yourself. That you demonstrate this among your fellowship. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light. First John 2.10 First John 2.10 
He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is no occasion of stumbling in him. But again, look at verse 9, because it's another he that saith. This is the third one. He that saith, verse 9. He that saith he is in the light and hateth his brother is in darkness even till now. You see, it's contradictory. You can't say some, something like, like you know the commandment or you, know, you keep the word of God or that you are doing good deeds in Jesus' name. You can't say those things if you hate your brother. And that's what he says. He that saith. What does he say? He says, I'm in the light. Well, no, he isn't in the light because he actually hates his brother. It doesn't mean his family brother. It means he has hate within his heart toward others. No matter who they might be. There's a lot of people in the world, right? Probably on the news you've heard of people attacking Chinese Christians or Chinese people in the United States. They attack. Now they're attacking the Russian people in the United States. Or they might be attacking somebody from Iraq or Iran, a, a Muslim person. You see, to do that is to hate somebody. That is to hate somebody. You may disagree with people's ideology, you may disagree with their religion, but you should never hate them. That is inconsistent with who we are as being Christians. You know, Corrie Ten Boom, you know, we all know her story and how that she was among the Nazis and the Germans and how that they were doing terrible things to her and her sister, but she didn't hate them. Now, of course, that's a tall order, isn't it? But most of the time, we don't have to go that far to find a little bit of hate to somebody. You know, we don't have to go all that far. I mean, it doesn't have to be that gross of a situation. Usually it's much less. You know, somebody said something to me, or somebody offended me, or somebody um, did something I didn't appreciate. Or, you know what I'm saying? But remember that um, the genuine Christian proves their consistent faith by realizing these principles and seeking to live them out in a way that is pleasing to the Lord. In a way that is pleasing. And of course, uh, this verse 9, He that saith he is in the light and hateth his brother is in darkness even till now. So to that person is still in darkness. So the two verses that I've been quoting, one in the Old Testament is Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 3 and 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. And then John 15 9 through 15, but particularly verse 12, this is my commandment that ye love one another as I have loved you. Okay, well, that's the message for this afternoon. Um, living genuine. It's something as believers we, we have to acknowledge and we have to work at it. And the Lord knows our hearts and just continue to uh, ask for his help in those areas. Shall we pray? Loving Father, we do thank you for your grace and mercies to us. Thank you for the blessing of your word, Lord. And we feel most need, needy, Lord, realizing that we need your grace. We need your help each day. We, we stand in the need of your mercy, Father, and pray that you will encourage us in our walk of faith and labor of love and patience of hope in Christ. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, for... Well, I guess I've gone over about ten minutes. I didn't mean to do that. Um, you see, I'm right back up to... Uh, I should have curbed my message, cut it back a little, didn't I? Turn your eyes upon Jesus, page 51, <laughs> number 24. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Let's, let's try that one. get it to work. Okay, I think I got it. Great. 